Hello and welcome to the B&B Show. I'm Andy Blaylock. I'm Kevin B. Saw. We never waved at them. Hi. Are we, are we supposed to do that? And the train of thought has uh, fallen off the tracks. I wonder how, how strong that comes out on that. Oh. Not very strong there, that's for sure. This is a terrible mistake. <laughs> oh, so that's how you do it. You do the... Yeah, you oh, cover <laughs> you cover the the note holes there. So I have been saying lately everything's so in its by the time this video comes out, I think VBS will be over and we're yeah. still alive. Maybe. Yeah. As of this recording, we haven't done VBS yet. Yeah. But I think we're gonna give all the kids one of these. Terrible idea. Yep. But you're welcome. You know Our what I just noticed? Us. It kind of looks like a torpedo from the side. Does it really? Yeah. The things that go through your mind. Yes. Can you make it sound like a torpedo? What does a torpedo sound like? <laughs> It's in the water. <laughs> we should have not brought that. How did this gator head get on here? Well, that wasn't see, part of the plan. I, uh, I'm, yeah, Jeff's going to edit it out. Yeah, he is. Well, let's see him edit this. See if we move him over here. Oh, dear. I just ruined him. <sighs> you You're did. welcome. I'll just hold him the whole time. How's that? There you go, Jeff. American. Edit this. <laughs> edit this. Edit this. <laughs> He's a mega man. <laughs> He's going to have like this black bar <laughs> and go everywhere. Don't give him any ideas. Oops. Well, I just ruined it. Brother Kevin. Yes. Last week, we talked about a subject, you know, more, more on the serious side, about what grieves the heart of God. Yes. About re- the sin of rebellion. Rebellion, yep. Um, and we obviously, was pretty raw with us because we were pretty rebellious growing up. I don't know what, what you're talking about. <laughs> I never was. I was the perfect child. You were a pastor's kid. I, th- I thought you were perfect. Mine was passive rebellion. Yours was active rebellion. Yes. Or was it, was. it the other way around? Um, I don't know. But um, there was one more angle that I think that we should cover yes. on this subject. And we actually talk about pretty soon what delights the heart of God. But there's one more thing. I, I think it's a sobering truth, but a good reminder for everyone mm-hmm. that God is a person. Mm-hmm. He's not just, you know, we think of him as this ethereal spirit, this vaporless cloud of smoke or, you know, this old man with a beard. Very satan- satanic, by the way, very untrue pictures of God. Right. But this is someone who can be who can feel, mm-hmm. someone who can be hurt. He is all-sustaining, he is all-powerful, but he is affected by our actions, which is yes. amazing. Yeah. He doesn't have to be, but because he desires a relationship, he's affected by how we treat him and what we do. Yeah, the Bible says in Hebrews he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Yes, and that's and incredible. So that, you know, not only we look at that verse, and man, he knows what I'm going through. Yes, absolutely he does. But he also feels when we act out against him. Yes. And, you know, like, like any relationship, it's a matter of trust. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of how you treat that person will directly affect uh, their view of you mm-hmm. and also, also their own personal state. Yeah. Um, what I mean by that is, like, for instance, if you don't communicate and you don't establish clear lines of a relationship of talking to one another, Mm -hmm. it hurts, right? If you don't talk to your wife, you say you love your wife, but you don't talk to her, you don't communicate with her, do you really have an honest relationship with them? No. Oh, wait, do you not? You're like thinking, like, have I talked to her today? What I'm trying to do is not communicate with them and see how it goes. (laughs) I'm trying to Morse code, blink twice, you know? (laughs) So with that noted, when it comes to our relationship with God, there are things that grieve him, things that wound him, things that he hates. Mm-hmm. So rebellion is one, and here's the other one. I believe this is very indicative of Jesus Christ himself. When he yeah. came to earth, the thing that uh, grinded his gears, the thing that riled his feathers, if you will, more than anything else, is the subject of 
injustice. 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 <laughs> but the problem with that word, like everything else, is in our in our world that world injustice means something very different. Yes. You know, we, there's injustice in our country. Like no, there's mercy. Because mm-hmm. the people that, that complain about injustice, like this isn't fair. No, what's fair is hell. Right. What's fair is eternal condemnation. Mm-hmm. But there is injustice in this world, in our heart, and God yeah. hates an abomination. Mm-hmm. I'll read a quick verse. Proverbs 6, 16 says, These six things doth the Lord hate. The Lord hates certain things. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a God of love. Yeah, he is. But there's also things in his holy nature that he despises. Yes. Seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief. You ever met someone that just likes to rile people up? They just like to cause problems. They like to sow disunity among the brethren. Yeah. That's an abomination. A false witness that speaketh lies. And here it is. He that soweth discord among brethren. Mm-hmm. There it is. So these things the Lord hates. And I think in injustice, it just boils down to two very simple things. And we're going to talk about this. Yeesh. The first thing about injustice is God hates injustice to man. Mm-hmm. In other words, to your neighbor. Right. Um, there's two ways, really, shown in Scripture where injustice is done to one another. And mm-hmm. number one is when we deceive. Right. It says here, right here, a false witness that speaketh lies. Why does God feel so strongly about lying? You know what? When deception. Yeah, you know, in those, two ver- in those verses right there, there's two times it talks about like a lying tongue. And then later it talks also again about de- deceit. He hates it twice. <laughs> yeah. He hates it so he much. He does not like it. Yeah. And that's a dangerous place to be when you're deceiving. You know, I think of Jacob. Mm-hmm. His his name means supplanter. Mm-hmm. One preacher put it in, in in this. This is a fun word. Trickster. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Going and and trying to deceive. He, he took um, his birth, the birthright of Esau, mm-hmm. and, and you know that. Think Saul, about it. Saul yeah. lied. Saul lied. It's just a dangerous place to live when you uh, live in deceiving and in this thing of deceit. Yeah. And, and the Bible is super clear about deceiving people. God hates it. Yeah. It's you know, it's an abomination. It stinks. Yeah. And he just does not like it. It's why he mentions it twice in these verses um, that speaketh lies, people that set up things just to, you know, they're, they're just tricksters, they're supplanters. And, and God says that's an injustice. It's not right. Yeah. How many times in, in the Scripture does the Bible give the positive? Is it do right? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. you know... Walking in truth. Walking in truth. Yeah. Yeah. This word, there's injustice, and then there's uprightness. If you go through the book of Psalms, Psalm 119 in particular... Yep. Several times it talks about being upright, yep. and that that's how he, you please God is by doing right, being upright. But this thing of deceiving, yep, that is the opposite. Yep, and so I don't know how to put it more bluntly. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, lying lips are an abomination to yeah. the Lord. You know, and they that deal truly are His delight. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why Brother Kevin he feels so strongly, one of the reasons about deceiving is. When there's so much lying and so much deception in the world, that helps. That makes man reflect about God. Mm-hmm. You ever notice that when people live their either life in a lie or they've been lied to a lot, they mm-hmm. always attribute it to God. Yeah, meaning like you know, well, you know, how, how can I know that God can be true? How can I know that any of this is true? How do I know that you know you're not lying to mm-hmm. me? When we deceive constantly, we're emulating what happened originally in the garden. Yea, hath God said, because mm-hmm. deceiving creates doubt. Yeah. Deceiving creates cynicism. Mm-hmm. Deceiving creates this idea that there is no truth. Right. There is nothing worth holding on to. So that means that makes men depart from his word. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there is an overwhelming sense of nihilism in our country today. What does it matter? Nothing matters. You know, the elections don't matter. Politics don't matter. My family doesn't matter. What, what does morality even mean? There's no truth, right? So um, for those of us who may not know what that word means, Sorry. for those in TV land, what's nihilism? Nihilism. Explain it ahead. to me like I'm five. Nihilism simply means an overwhelming sense that nothing matters. Nothing. Nothing matters. Yeah. So even like, so, so if someone says like, what religion are you? And they say, I'm a nihilist. That means they just don't care. They don't believe in anything. There is no such thing as truth. Everything's a lie. You're a lie. You're not real, man. <laughs> You're not real. You're not That's real, true. man. And, and I think the reason why God hates deceiving so much, even little lies, you know, yeah. when his children do it, is because it just emulates the nature of Satan so much. He yeah. wants us to walk in truth and assurance. And when we when we deceive either for our own gain or for our protection, mm-hmm. it, it basically admits to ourselves and to God, I don't trust you. Yeah, I have to distort reality to help make my expectations come true. I can't just rely on you, right? right? So yeah. you, that, you gave me a good thing there. You, you know, one of the reasons that God hates deceit so much is because it reminds him of, of the devil, yeah, the father of lies, the garden, yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting. You're acting like him. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you're don't. You're not his child anymore. You're my child. But when we said the Pharisees, you do honor your father, the devil. Yeah, and they were like. What? That's a heavy. How and does that who go? Said that? Oh, Jesus Christ Himself. Yeah. Why do you think He was so angry? Because He came down and said, "You are the children of Satan because you lie." Yeah. And so He felt very strongly about injustice to man right. because of deception, but also, and this is almost worse than deceiving, is when we discourage. Yeah. When we discourage man, when we are callous with our words, mm-hmm. when we are flippant with our speech. Um, how great a fire a little matter kindleth. You know, our tongue yeah. is such a tiny instrument, but it is used for such great evil mm-hmm. if we're not careful. And Jesus Christ hated what people did to discourage others. He mm-hmm. called the Pharisees twice more the child of hell. So he said, you're going to hell twice over. Like, not only are you cursed, are you damned, are you condemned? Right. You're doubly condemned. And so they're probably like, like, shouldn't we be like half condemned because we follow the law, right? And we have these robes. He said, "No, you're twice more mm-hmm. the child of hell. Why? Because you deceive, mm-hmm. right? But he also said you discourage men and you lead them down to hell with you, because not only were they deceiving men away from God, they yeah. were also they were keeping them from coming to God. So even if they had the truth and they didn't listen to their lies, they would stop them. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, you have to come through our way." Yeah. So that's why you're twice more, because you're discouraging men from coming to God. And I'm telling you right now, this is a sobering warning, church. If you do anything to discourage someone from coming to God or coming to church, there's a double condemnation on that. That mm-hmm. is a bad, I mean, that riles his heart more than anything else. If you discourage someone with your actions yeah. from coming to God, mm-hmm. You are not in a good place, my friend. Yeah, he wasn't not ha- he wasn't happy with the fair or uh, with the disciples when the children were trying to come to him. Exactly. You're like, no, 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 no. no. They're your kids. You're dumb little kids. And so, not only did he say, "Biblical come," he put one on his lap. What did he yeah. say? Unless you become as this. And then remember what he said. And this is the Lord of love. This is the God of peace. This is the the Prince of mercy and love and graciousness. What did he say? It would be better. If a millstone was tied on your neck and cast into the sea, then if you offend one of these little ones. Cement shoes, in other words. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, you're going to take a long walk off a short bridge. <laughs> Can you imagine the Lord of love 
saying that, but yeah. he said it would be better for you if stones were tied on your neck mm-hmm. and you were cast in the sea than if you discouraged these children yeah, from coming a, to me. It's just another reminder. You know, everybody's at a different place in their, their walk. Yes. And, yes. Some, you know, some people maybe they shouldn't be d- discouraged as, you know, where they, but that's where they are in their walk. When I, I'm meaning everybody's at a different point. Yeah. And sometimes the way our actions and our words, we, we can absolutely discourage people. You know, we've got so much to worry about with our own self. <laughs> Why go and discourage somebody else, but especially somebody who's trying to come to the Lord, for sure. Yeah, it's very... Man is looking for a reason to not come to God. Mm-hmm. So Satan can't get them by deceit. Like, well, here's all these other religions. or he's. Uh, we actually yeah. talked to a young person recently about how they're dealing with a coworker. There's all these different Bible versions, all these different things. You know, how, how do I even know it's true? That's the deception, right? Mm-hmm. Try to distract. Yeah. But if he can't get you with lies, then he's going to get you with God's own people. Yeah. Because of the way they act. You know, Bahama Gandhi, who was very, very lost, he said, I would be, I would be a Christian Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for God's children. Because he saw what a lot of allegedly people that Mm -hmm. in God's name did to his people in India, what they did on the Eastern Front. And people are looking for reasons to reject God. Yeah. And we shouldn't be it. I've always said this about Beacon Baptist or any church, that the only stumbling block that people should have in a church is Christ himself. Yeah. If someone walks out of those doors, it should be that Christ was the stumbling block, that not, they rejected yeah. the gospel, That's good. not our behavior, mm-hmm. right? And so we have to be so prayerfully sober about how we conduct ourselves because God hates the injustice of how we mistreat people. It's not an accident mm-hmm. that he said the, the second greatest law is like the first. And he said, this sums up all the prophets and all the law. You don't need the Levitical law, all 3,782 laws. Mm-hmm. You don't need any of that. He said, let me sum it up for you in one phrase, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah. That meant something to him. You know, this is such a sobering thought. You, you know, I don't want you to be out there in TV land. Well, yeah, easy for you. Pray for us. We need we need oh, help yeah. with all this stuff like this. You know, I'm we're talking not, to myself here today. Yeah, you get to listen in as we talk to ourselves. <laughs> I think they know maybe that we by need now. some medicine. <laughs> I think we need. You have coffee. Where is your coffee? It's gone. <laughs> it's all. Did you drink it all? It was black coffee. I just want to let you know, just to put you in the moment, it reeks of. Caffeine Cafe. and coffee beans right now. Yes. Disgusting. Cafe scene discourage me. No, but no, it's it's something that we've been talking about ourselves. Yeah. Like have we ever have we ever resisted God's grace in someone else's life with our behavior, with yeah. our words? And it's hard. And we're not perfect, right? Right. We all say dumb things. We all do <laughs> yes. which is why we need mercy. I yeah. always say that, you know, a church is a hospital. Sick people go mm-hmm. there, not healthy people. So when someone goes to church and goes, you know, there's hypocrites and there's liars and there's shit. Well, yeah, everyone's sick. Everyone's yeah. a sinner. They need the Lord. It's like going to a hospital. I can't believe there's sick people in here. Yeah. That's only, or what'd you say about the gym? <laughs> oh, yeah, you go to the gym. Why are all these overweight people in <laughs> <laughs> the gym? Hey, all right, I, they should only look like me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that's absurd. But we have to be so careful that our life is supposed to illustrate the love and the grace of Jesus Christ and that there's nothing that we would do to offend them, mm-hmm. offend them with our, to discourage them. Because, man, Jesus Christ hates that. He hates when people deceive, mm-hmm. but also when people discourage, either from coming to him for salvation mm-hmm. or for fellowship. Yeah. You know, he absolutely, that's why he hates disunity. Yeah. That's why he wants unity among the brethren. 
because we're supposed to edify and build each other up because that world needs the gospel, but it's only going to be done through the local church. Yeah. So, you know. The Bible says a lot about unity. We were reading about it. I was with one of our young people today. We were reading about unity and, you know, disunity and all these things in Philippians. And, boy, Lord, help us not to discourage somebody from following the Lord with our words or actions. Man. <laughs> yeah, heavy stuff. But not just to man, but also injustice. And this is obvious. The second one is to God. Yeah, do you ever think about that? You could do wrong by God. Yeah. You could do wrong. You can do injustice to God. We don't think that because we think he's immutable, right? Yeah. He is and all those things, but you can hurt him, mm-hmm. that you can you can dishonor him, you can grieve him. Oh, yeah. That's powerful. Um, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of ways you can do that. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest insults, honestly, and this is true of any relationship, by the way, this is true of any relationship, is if you disregard God. Yeah. You know, if you ignore him, if you don't communicate, if you don't open up. Like I said before, all relationships begin with communication. He took the glasses off. You know that's serious. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because I feel strongly about that when it comes to young people. Yeah. And I feel very strongly about that when it comes to relationship with God because I'm sick and tired of sitting at a table and I'm counseling someone. Mm-hmm. And God help me, I'm not perfect either. Oh, Lord, he knows. Yeah. But they have all these problems, they have all these issues. And I say, have you come to God for it? Well, no. It's like, why? It's like, we're not Catholics here. We are not the intercessor of God. Right, right. Nor is creepy Pope Francis, by the way. Yeah. There's one man and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He ever liveth to make intercession for us. Thank you. We have a high priest. Good gracious. He's sitting there like, I shed my blood. I'm right here. Why are you not using my services? And I don't understand. Like, people have all these issues. And I understand. We all have issues. I have issues, man. Issues. But we disregard God. Mm-hmm. We don't acknowledge Him. We don't trust Him. We don't come to Him. We don't talk to Him. We don't read His Word, and like you wonder why you're stumbling in darkness. See, that's an interesting point. We we use God as a last resort rather than a first line of defense. Yes, Amen. Yeah. And you know that hurts Him. Yeah. It's like, how do you think He feels? He sent His Son. God, you don't care about me. He's like, you don't talk to me. You haven't <laughs> talked to me in three months till mm-hmm. since that boy dumped you, or since you lost your job, or since you know that's the last yeah. time you talked to me. But then things aren't going. Now you're blaming me. Right? Oh, and yeah. they ignore him and they don't regard him. And then when things don't go their way, they're like, oh, you God. It's like, <laughs> right? He's got to be insulted yeah. so often. How merciful is he? Oh, long suffering, merciful. I, man, that's something I like to focus on. And our path to be in, in uh, do wrong by God, he's so long suffering and so merciful yeah. to us. Yeah, amen to that. And, yeah. and, and not, just, not just ignoring him, because to me, one of the greatest insults you can give anyone is to be ignored. Yeah. It's almost better if you said something harsh or mean like, than to just flat out ignore them. Yeah. That's why Jesus Christ said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Because if you're just meh, I'll spew yeah. you out of my mouth. You're just apathetic. You don't feel anything, yeah. either hatred or love. Feel something for me. But if you're just apathetic, you just disregard him. Like, yeah, he's a part of my life, whatever. It's like it's, it literally makes him nauseated. Think about that. It yeah. makes God nauseated at you. With your indifference. Yeah, I remember a story. Okay, the preacher that preached at Pensacola for us this year, Kenny Baldwin, is he tells the story about how he went to uh, Chicago Bulls versus uh, back then it was the Washington Bullets. Uh, bullets are offensive. Well, Wizards are offensive because the Washington Wizards. Now. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, sorry. So they had this church activity. Let's go. We're going to see. This is back when MJ Michael Jordan was on on the Chicago Bulls, and mm-hmm. it was against the the Bullets. So so they had a youth activity. All the kids got on the bus and went to this youth activity. So as the pastor's kids, he's like, 
of course, the Bulls blew him out. So towards the end of the game, he makes his way down. I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. He makes his way down. They're at the nosebleed section, so he's like, I've got to get close. I, I want to see Michael Jordan. Yeah. So he makes his way down. He gets down from the third section to the second section. He's like, all right, there's some seats down there. I'm going to go down there. So he makes his way down. Finally, he gets down almost near floor level where the Chicago Bulls tunnel was. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the game ends. The Bulls just blew the, bu- the bullets out of the water. Of course. Um, and so here come the Chicago Bulls coming back, going back to the locker room. Here comes Scottie Pippen with his perfect, you know, yeah, yeah. Afro puff and, yep. you know, just looking. And, and here comes all these players. And suddenly here comes, here he can, his, his airness is what they call it. <laughs> yep. I want to be like Mike. Yep. And so he made his way down. And Michael Jordan's getting, you know, walking down towards the tunnel, and, and Kenny Baldwin's hanging over the side. I want to meet Michael Jordan, and he, he tells the story. There's him and his bald head. Yeah, yeah, so shiny, so lustrous, gleaming off the sweat. And he made his way all the way down from the nosebleeds just to shake and get a fist bump or a high five from Michael mm-hmm. Jordan himself. And he said Michael Jordan looked right at him, just looked him right in the eye. And just kept going. Oof. Ouch. And he's like, that bald. <laughs> <laughs> that, he's overrated. LeBron's he's, better. <laughs> <laughs> but the story, the ap- uh, application from that was mm-hmm. that we do that to God all the time. Yep. Look him right We see eye. our Bible sitting there on, on the nightstand or, or whatever the case might be. We look right at it and we just keep going. Yeah. And who are we like to yeah. think that God would condescend to even acknowledge yeah. our existence, let alone have fellowship, and yeah. we just blow him off? Yep. <laughs> that, that, and that hurts, man. I see you, but I'm going to keep walking. That's, Ouch. That is injustice. Ouch. That is not what is owed, but what deserved. We do that to God all the time. So yeah. think about that. You ever find it interesting, too, that it was always the people that society, that Jewish society, and even the disciples disparaged? Mm-hmm were the ones that God praised the most. The woman that said, I ha- if I just but touch him. Yeah. They desired God. You know, and they were, she was reprimanded. Like, hey, 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 hey. What are you doing? <laughs> woman at the well. Zacchaeus, he wanted to see. He's like, yeah. I, I want to see him. Don't I they know see who that Savior. guy is? <laughs> yeah, and he beckoned him to come down. Yeah. And, and I love what the Bible said, and he lighted off immediately. Yeah. Like, he wanted to be with Jesus. These were all the people that society didn't like. They didn't like him. Yeah. But God praised them specifically and put them in his eternal word because they didn't disregard God. They yeah. wanted oh, yeah. to see him. They wanted to feel him. They wanted to know him. It's interesting so. in that story of the account of blood, the lady with the account of blood, yeah. the, the, uh, the uh, issue of blood, rather, yeah. is the disciples, G- Jesus said, who, who touched me? And the disciples like, seest thou the throng? And you're, you're yeah. at, you know, there's you're everybody's us, bumping everyone's into touching you. It, yeah. But Jesus was like, no, this was a, a touch on purpose. Yes. It wasn't just somebody bumping into me. It was somebody reaching out to me. Someone, yep. And, and oh, man, when Jesus passed by, Lord help us to, to have that look, of uh, that touch of faith. Stand by Don't the disregard. Door no. And then number two is, you know, injustice to God is dishonoring God. Mm-hmm. Disregarding is more... Like ignorance? Yes. Disregarding is more what we do. We're not listening to God, mm-hmm. but dishonor is what we do with our actions. Yeah. We live our life in ways that bring dishonor to mm-hmm. him. Lord you help know, us. <laughs> when, when we deceive mm-hmm. for our own gain, when we discourage the brethren, when we do things for our own selfish intent, we're dishonoring him. Mm-hmm. When we live our life without faith, more than anything else, when we try to devise or scheme mm-hmm. or plan or subvert or manipulate, 
we're basically saying again that we don't trust him. Mm-hmm. And that brings him great dishonor. I think people don't understand that what we do on this earth either elevates his name mm-hmm. or brings dishonor to his name. Now, his name shall stand forever. Yeah. We can do nothing to mar the glory of God. Mm-hmm. It shall shine for. He said, if no one praises mine, these stones will cry out right. and praise me, right? Mm-hmm. So there's nothing we can do to frustrate the glory of God, but we can bring dishonor. We can bring dishonor with other people. We can mm-hmm. cause other men and women to turn away from God by our actions. Yeah. But conversely, we also can show forth honor and glory right. and praise to him. But the greatest injustice, one of the greatest, is simply not living our life realizing that what we do mm-hmm. either pleases him and puts him in a positive light to the people around us mm-hmm. or it, displeases him, dishonors him, and yep. other people are turned away by our actions. That's exactly... You know, I, I have this verse before me here on my computer from First uh, Corinthians chapter 6. And I want you to ask this. We're running out of time, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna preach. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but there's this verse in verse number 19 of First Corinthians chapter six. What know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own? For you're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify, elevate, mm-hmm. magnify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. You say, what do you mean by that? I, I, I want you. I want to give you this little phrase. Did God get what He paid for? We want to bring it to an application. What does yep. this mean for you? Yep. Ask yourself: Did God, God get what He paid for? You ever bought something, mm-hmm. and it wasn't? This happens to me at Taco Bell all the time. <laughs> I get my number six. Listen, with chicken, it's two chalupas and one. It's not I, that I, hard. It's not that hard. Okay, and, and it's expensive. It's one of the more expensive meals at Taco Bell. A little bit, but so it's also Nacho Bell Grande. Who orders that? You know? Yeah, but so many times. At, at, when I open up my taco and I'm like, there is no meat in this. It's all <laughs> yeah. lettuce. Yeah. Yep. This like, doesn't look like the picture. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they skimp, and it's not all the time, but sometimes, and it's frustrating when I'm yeah. hungry and I open up my chalupa and there's no meat in it practically. You know yeah. what? I, I'm just saying this. I didn't get what I paid for. Yeah. And, and Jesus yeah. shed his precious blood on the cross of Calvary. The Bible says right here in 1 Corinthians, for you are bought with a price. So we don't have the right to do injustice to God. Yep. We belong to God. If you're yep. a born again a Bible believer, you belong to. You've been created and you've been bought. Yeah. You have no right to do what you want. I have no right to do what I want. Why? Because I belong. I've been purchased. Yes, amen. And the question is, did God get what He paid for you? He paid a precious price. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he paid a permanent price. Oh, amen. Uh, yes. Come on. And He paid a purposed price. Ooh. So you can't do. We're not supposed to do what we want to do. No. And so in this thing that this these this injustice it displeases God. It's an abomination to Him. He hates it. God help me and if those of you watching not to do injustice to God by not giving Him what He paid for. Yeah. And it's doubly so because he created us. That'd be enough to put his title of ownership. But he didn't just create us, he saved us. Right. It's amazing. Redeem. We always talk about redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by by the the blood blood of the Lamb. lamb. People don't understand. That doesn't mean I'm saved. Mm -hmm. Redeemed means you were bought with a price. And this is a mistake people say when they they witness. They say, listen, salvation is free. And I tell people it's not free. Salvation has never been free. But it's free for you. Right. It's a gift for you. Someone had to pay the price for that salvation. It just wasn't you. Right. And we don't really view that sometimes. We belonged to Satan. We were a son of the deceiver, and he yeah. bought us. And like you said, do you get what you paid for? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, reasonable service. service. Why? Because of what he had done for us. Yeah. 
So in the heart of God, realize that he can be grieved. Mm-hmm. Not just for the rebellion, but injustice. Acknowledge him. Don't disregard him. Bring honor and glory to him. Yep. And if you truly love him like you say you do, guess what? You'll love your fellow man. Amen. You won't exercise deception, and you won't seek to discourage. Exactly. You will always seek to love your brothers and sisters in Christ because you love him. You want to bring honor and glory to him. So, Some yeah. things to think about today. Yes. We're running out of time, as always. Yes. Get off Facebook. You can't throw that. And get your face <laughs> you in the book. All right? We'll see you next time here on the BMB Show. Peace out. Yeah.